When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. About a year ago, one of our producers, Sam Egan, told me something. He said he'd been struggling to make friends in a city where it seemed like everyone around him had their social lives figured out. So I sat down and talked to him as he went through a journey to find friendship in the middle of a life-changing shift. Today on VNR, we're re-airing our guide to making friends. And at the end of the episode, you'll hear a bit from Sam about how his life has changed since we initially published our episode. It is, um... It is, um, August 6th, it's 3.30. I am in Laramie, Wyoming. Um, and over the past two days, I was dumped by my longtime partner. And I'm very sad. Very sad. But uh, what I think is weird is, um, fuck. What I think is weird is, as much as I love her, like it's, it's less about the relationship and more just me realizing that I am very alone and I don't have a lot of friends and I'm afraid to go back to New York and be alone and deal with this alone and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know. This is Vice News Reports, and I'm your host, Ariel Zimros. And I'm Sam Egan, a producer with Vice News Reports. So, Sam, this summer you tweeted something that I wanted to talk to you about. Let's talk about it. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. I have it right here. Let's hear it. Read it for me. me. Yeah. You said, truly have no clue how people make close friends in New York without them porting over from college. I have lived here for years now and struggled to develop any serious close relationships. No idea how any of y'all do it. It's honestly rough out here. Yeah, it is rough out here. Um, I mean, I'm I'm 26 years old. I, I moved to New York about three years ago for graduate school. And then I basically graduated into the pandemic. And when I tweeted that, I was sort of in the midst of a, like, long developing breakup. 
the kind that occurs over like a few months and you can feel that it's coming, but nobody really wants to let go of it. Mm. And I was like acutely becoming aware. I was like, what am I going to do for any sort of human interaction when this relationship inevitably ends? So I put out a tweet. Mm. Yeah. Like what exactly is your situation when it comes to friendships right now? So, I mean, I have a few people who I would say are like teetering on like sort of like deeper friendships, but no, like there's nobody here who I would be like, that is like my best friend in New York. Is that something that you want? I would love to have a best friend here. Like I come from a, like a very bro environment and I, I don't deny that. Like I own it, <laughs> but bros know how to be friends to each other, I think largely. And that's something that like I miss and I crave deeply. Okay. Putting the term bro aside for a second, I get it, right? Like everybody... I think a lot of people crave like that close relationship, like a best friend. And I want to get into that a little bit more. But first, can we go back a little bit? Like, where do your friends actually come from? So I was lucky enough to be decent enough at wrestling to get a, to get a college athletic scholarship to go to University of Wyoming. I think to this day, the closest like personal bonds I have are from my time like competing at Wyoming. I don't know how I couldn't have made close friends doing that, though, because you wake up at 5 a.m. and lift together. Right. You go to practice for three and a half hours together, and then you live together. And it's a lot of people that, like, I have nothing in common with, really, outside of the fact that we love wrestling, like, completely different lifestyles. And still, like, I would still consider a lot of them to be my closest friends, yeah. So you kind of develop this, like, brotherhood that is really difficult to recreate in any other environment, right? Because it, it's, you're forced to spend all your time together with these people. Yeah. And wrestling is such a miserable sport (laughs) (laughs) and i think you like very quickly develop this like deep bond that's like rooted in violence as much as i loved it and it was really great in a lot of ways for me like it's clear looking back that like there's a lot of my coaches will hate to hear this but there's a lot of toxic masculinity and it cultivates this sort of culture where the most important thing about you is that you are tough so how does that impact your friendships then? That's, a, that's the million-dollar question. And, like, I think I'm still sort of figuring that out. But, um, like, I, I worry that I'll never feel that deep of a bond again in a real way. And, like, it, it like, scares, it, like to be really honest with you, it scares the fuck out of me because yeah. it's, like, profoundly lonely. So, Sam, you, you still have some friends from college, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. What do those relationships look like now? Hello? <laughs> what up? Hello, brother. I think we're live. Are we live? Are we doing a podcast right now? I think we're doing a podcast. My two closest friends are Ben and Brock. That wasn't as good as the first one. Let me really let me try that. Uh, so I heard you had me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Today we connect mostly through through video games. Um, the wrestling team is is what initially connected us. So like most of my friends they decided to stay out west. And so our lives look, look pretty different right now. Brock is this super avid outdoorsman, hunter, pretty conservative guy, a little bit grumpy. Um, and Ben is just this, this goofy, lanky dude from, from Wisconsin who we sort of onded over our like shared leftist politics. Oh, it's awful, right? Oh, hello. Hello, brother. It'd be a shame if I uh, killed your ass. Right now we're playing a lot of Call of Duty, Call of Duty Warzone, which is this like battle royale game. I just got brutalized, brother. On the weekends, especially in the pandemic, it was just like, 
On Friday, I turn off my computer and I pretty much immediately turn on my PlayStation and me and my closest friends, Ben, Brock, and my other friend from college, Luke, we just start playing Call of Duty. And I wanted to talk to them about like the process of making friends because I've seen this sort of shared lifestyle that we've lived together, wrestling, this hyper-masculine culture. It's, it's damaged us emotionally, I think, and I wanted to know if they could speak to that too. I don't know. I feel like I feel like in the, like my dad, like my dad had friends in college, and then he just like never talked to them again. And that's probably would be the case with like you guys. But now that we have video games, I can talk to you guys like every day. <laughs> yeah, it's literally exactly. phone calls for phone calls for men is what this is. FaceTime for men. And you're just talking to them the whole time, right? Yeah, we're just we're on voice chat, so it's like we're in the same room playing together. But so like when you're like you know you know how when you're like fucked up you meet a dude at a bar and you're like talking about some random shit he's like oh let's go fucking do this tomorrow <coughs> and you're like yeah let's fucking do it like let's fucking like go on this hike or whatever and then you wake up in the morning and like neither of you text each other because for me it's like I was like oh that dude just took, like that was just drunk talk but like I'm like yo low key like text me I'm bored like I got nothing going on let's go actually do it and I feel like like we have that like problem of like following through but i feel like the following through part is just like you think the other person doesn't actually want to do it i think there's also they probably do want to do it there's also like a level of awkwardness yeah i was was gonna say vulnerability but like one and the same right like because like there's a lot of vulnerability that goes into asking someone to be your friend and it made me think about how often i think that specifically other men don't want to like hang out or connect you know um, but really, like, everyone wants to make friends. And for some reason or another, they just don't want to say so. And I think that the big hang-up for so many of us is just vulnerability. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting, because now we're drilling into something that seems more akin to masculinity, right? We're talking yeah. about masculinity. Yeah. So I do think this fear of vulnerability is worth interrogating. Is that what you're looking for, though? More vulnerable friendships with men? Yeah, that's that's exactly it. I'm I'm looking for someone who I can just show up at their house and be like, what's going on? And they're just like, come in and we don't do anything. It's very informal. Someone who like takes comfort in your company without having to share an activity. You want somebody that you feel comfortable enough to sit in silence or just not feel like you're performing the whole time. That's what I'm hearing. You just want to feel comfortable with someone. It kind of takes a lot for me to be, like, comfortable around a person in, in silence. So what are you willing to do to make this happen and develop real friendships in New York? Well, I mean, on top of being willing to do this all live on a podcast and make an ass of myself, I am, uh, <laughs> I feel like the universe is telling me that I need to put myself out there and, like, put in the, like, actual physical work to, like, make those kind of bonds. I'm excited for you, Sam. This is very cool. (laughs) I'm a little nervous, but we'll see how it goes. Testing, one, two. Sam? 
Okay. Go grab your phone. Uh, testing one, I am in Sophie Cases' apartment here in, uh, in Brooklyn, about 4.30 in the afternoon. And I am about to get on the internet and so Sam, try and make friends. Ariel, how are you? Last time we talked about you trying to make closer friends in New York City, yeah, right? Yeah. And from what I recall, you were going to try and kickstart that process. So how did it go? What did you do? What's going on? As millennials are ought to do, it started on the dating apps. Let's do Bumble BFF. I, uh, I went over to my producer Sophie's house. All right. I'm on Bumble. So you're already on Bumble for dating? For dating. Been swiping. And I've never done this, but we're going to go from the dating mode to the BFF mode. Click. Done. And how do you feel about that? Fucking bizarre. It's so weird. I don't really want to. (laughs) It makes my palms kind of sweaty. Um... I don't know. Drops drops the ego about ten notches. You know, it's a it's a it's a it's a vulnerable moment, but only really in my mind. There's no one else here to witness it. But fuck it, we're we're gonna we're gonna do it. I guess. All right, let's do it. Um, Scott, I work remotely. I barely know anyone, so looking to make friends. I want to have a bud to play soccer and go out for drinks. Ideal BFF date. We go out to a bar and just talk. I don't know. I've never tried to make a friend on an app. Ha ha. That's fair. I'm a swipe right, just for being honest. And I went through that with, with Sophie for a little bit. And I just, I gotta be honest with you, I found it to be so bizarre. Like, I just, it, <laughs> <laughs> I, Why? I could not. I just like, like, I just feel judgmental because I'm like, I look at two pictures of this person and I'm like, uh, left, left, left. David, I'm swiping left. Daniel, left. Havok, left. Yugi, left. John, left. It was a little weird. Left. 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 You had a few conversations with people? Yeah, I feel like real real brief ones. Like, I messaged, like, one one guy who I thought, like, thought could be pretty cool, but then he unmatched me, actually. Oh, that okay. sounds, you know, kind of so-so. Okay, so what did you do next? Let's switch gears. Yeah. So I think what I'm going to do, I think what I'm going to do is just get on my Instagram (laughs) and uh, put on my story. I'm going to do something like, are you a man in your 20s? Yeah. Are you a man in your 20s? Do you want to be my friend? That's straightforward. DM me with a bunch of exclamation points. I actually got a bunch of responses, but one of the first messages I got was from this guy that I met like two years ago now, this guy named Chaz. I met him at a party and we like just really hit it off. It was a really good time and I've just like wanted to be his friend ever since. And then, like, the pandemic happened, and we just followed each other on Instagram and, like, sent each other memes for, like, two years. So, wait, you've just been corresponding on Instagram for two years? Something like that, yeah. Definitely sounds like that has potential. Yeah, he was one of the first people that came to mind for me, just as, like, someone who we were, like, acquaintances, but that I would, like, want to take that, like, that next step with. and to like the beca- next level. To the next level, yeah. And we exchanged info again and met up at a bar. What up? 
Like I recorded the the greetings and that was it and I turned it off and I was like let's just like get to know each other okay but did you have a good time what's up y'all just uh finished hanging out with my boy Chaz (laughs) kind of drunk walking home had a good time cool dude man good catching up COVID just stole years off of our lives definitely hoping to kick it with him again he's a good dude I got a little bit too drunk and had a really good time. That's great. Does Chaz, like, also feel this need to make a friend in New York City? Did that come up? He has a group of friends. He lives with a bunch of, a bunch of guys. But, like, he nonetheless seemed open to being, to being friends. And then we were actually going to uh, hang out that next Sunday and watch football. So you, wait, so at, at this friend meetup yeah, at the bar, yeah. you're already making plans for the next time you're going to hang out? Uh, yeah, yeah. We were like, let's watch football together this Sunday. And I was like, for sure. Um, but unfortunately, Sunday rolled around. What's up, everybody? Just disappointed, you know. I was looking forward to getting to know the guy a little bit better. And I texted Chaz, and I was like, what's up? Like, like, what's the plan? Didn't respond. I mean, no hard feelings. and I'm sure I'll hear from him sooner than later. But, yeah. Didn't have the craziest weekend once again. <laughs> you got ghosted? Oh. I wouldn't call it ghosted because mm-hmm. he continued to send me memes. <laughs> huh. And we've like texted again since. And I think we're going to, I mean, it's like, you know, it's life. Like people get, people yeah. get busy. Did he explain why he couldn't meet up with no, you? No, we or? didn't talk about it. I wasn't going to be pushy about it. I probably, I probably should have asked. So where are you at now? Like in your head with this whole making friends thing? It's like, just like the getting to know people stage is shitty. And, like, awkward, kind of. And, like, you almost, like, want to, like, fast forward to, like, I've known Chaz for years. Like, well, like, we go way back. Like, just, like, shooting this, him knowing everything about my life, me knowing about him. Like, in the same way that people want that in dating. Like, I would, like, love that in a friendship. And it's, like, I, it's just hard. Like, some days it just, like, you get, like, real down on yourself about it. You feel like a loser. You feel like no one wants to hang out with you, you know? What's up, y'all? Uh, it's Friday night. It is 8.13 p.m. And I'm not doing a fucking thing. I just walked to get some takeout. Uh, got no plans. Super fucking cool. In my mid-20s. In the most fun city in America. Most funny city in the world. Nobody invited me to do a damn thing. Other days I feel, I feel more positive. So as I'm listening to you, what is your experience of all of this so far? Um, I think that God, this sounds so fucking shitty to say. I think that, like, maybe internally, to make friends, you have to be vulnerable, and to be vulnerable is to be feminine. And I have been taught that if I'm going to be a damn thing, it's not feminine. That's wrong. I shouldn't be feminine, you know? Oh, that's so interesting. There was a moment earlier on during this process when when I was swiping on Bumble. He wants to go on a walk in the park with me. 
sounds nice. My producer, Sophie, was like, oh, that sounds nice. No, no, no. I mean, like, I don't know. Well, maybe we'll get there. Maybe we'll get to that comfort level. I wouldn't level. go on a walk in the park with my best friend. Like Ben or Brock, I would never in a million years be like, do you want to go walk in the park with me? I was just like, fuck that. No way. That's like something that I would do on a date. I just want to like unpack that a little bit. What? Where does that come from? What is going on there? I didn't really know why in the moment. But uh, Sophie kind of pushed me on it afterwards. And like, yeah, it's like, that's like a deeply homophobic reaction. You were like, that's so gay. God, I don't want to fucking say that. I can say it. I'm the queer one, so I will say it. But like partially that that was a little bit what your reaction was. That's right? that's the like my hand my hand on the stove reaction is like that's so gay. Mm. Um and then like two minutes later I'm like, that's homophobic. Yeah. I like I know it as I as it happens. And like that that just means that that's like what's in my underlying head at all times it's interesting to me because it's like a a deep-seated fear of doing something that to you feels very intimate with a man and like when you label it intimacy intimacy is dope why am i conditioned to hate something that we all crave so deeply I don't know. It's it, it, like I don't have I don't have the words. But like someone has the answer, not me. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Sam. Is it Dr. Way, Niobe, Professor Way, what do you prefer? Probably Professor Way. So, I called someone up who I thought could help me figure this out. And that's after the break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. People oftentimes think that research on friendships is sort of spouting a bunch of opinions. But uh, I want to underscore that whatever I say to you, Sam, comes from over 35 years of research with thousands of young people. So that's Professor Niobe Way. I'm a professor of developmental psychology, studying social-emotional development. Okay, I'm listening. Tell me more. For decades, she's been studying how boys and young men think about and form friendships. So... I heard a story from boys 
that really is a, is a larger cultural story. When you listen to 11, 12, 13-year-old boys, and this is in primarily in the United States, boys talk about their need and desire for close friendships, particularly close male friendships. They're very explicit using very emotional language, very sensitive language, They're talking about loving their best friend. They're looking for people to really share their deep secrets with. And then uh, as boys get older, for the most part, the pattern is as the pressures to man up and become a sort of stereotypic man, they start to disconnect from their own desires for friendships. All of a sudden, that beautiful, sensitive, delicate, open, honest, truth-telling voice of these young boys starts to sound much more defensive. And still in this culture in 2021, adults oftentimes wonder if this is a little dated when I say this, but it's not. We still think close, emotionally intimate friends is sort of girly and gay. And we're still a, you know, a culture that looks down on girls and gay people rather than actually it's at the essence of our humanity because it's about having feelings, being articulate about our feelings, valuing relationships, prioritizing relationships, doing all the things that we need to thrive as humans that we've demeaned into being feminine and having a sexuality. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing. It's not funny at all. It's just, it's just, it's twisted. So like she's telling me all this and everything she's saying is like, to be honest, just like m mapping right onto my like personal lived experiences. So that creates a problem. Boys struggle with entering a culture that doesn't match what they want in their lives. Okay, and so did Professor Wei give you any pointers on how to actually build, like, those close bonds and, and break through that isolation? Yeah, she definitely did. So one thing she mentioned specifically was being more of an active listener and really inquiring about people and asking questions in conversation. And when she said that, I started thinking about, like, whether I actually do that in my life. And, like, I'm a journalist. Like, I ask questions for a living, and I'm kind of fucking terrible at it in my personal life. <laughs> And then something else she brought up, which really stuck with me, was just how much we emphasize the importance of, like, romantic relationships mm -hmm. in, in our life over all else. And I, I, I've seen the consequences of that in my life. Like, my, my dad's only real close friend is my mom. And, like, there's no way that's been, like, easy on their relationship, you know? We're creating our own suffering. We need multiple relationships. We need all types of a real plethora of close friendships and relationships with all sorts of people. And so the fact that we focus on one partner is so anti-human because it's terrible for both sides of the relationship. And then it creates exactly the problem, Sam, which is that you're not f focusing on putting effort into other relationships because you're focused on finding a romantic partner. Um, and, and then figuring out, and that's my next question to you, Sam. I'd love to hear something that you did that sort of worked. Maybe this isn't as like smart of an answer as, as it could be, but like, I really think just trying. Yeah. <laughs> like literally just being like, Hey, do you want to hang out with me? Like, totally. like it, I've been surprised at how people are just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. it feels really like hard to do. Like I hate it. And I'm as I've talked to people and as I've done this, I'm, I'm less embarrassed about it now. Although my hands are still a little sweaty right now. First of all, that's what I was going to say if you didn't say it. I was hoping you would say it, which is just, just do it. 
Just take the risk, do it. So it really is, Sam, this mission to find you a friend or friends has to really be seen as how do we begin to change the culture so that as you move forward in your life, (laughs) I want you to look at every single person you're interested in being friends with and know that their, their deepest desire is to be deeply connected to other people. It may not be you as the focus of the, who they're interested in, you know, obviously depends on the context, but they're all having the same desire. After the break, I take Professor Way's advice and put myself out there. Look at this guy. Oh, Hi. what's up, Brad? <laughs> what's up, buddy? Uh, about How are two you? minutes early, aren't I? One minute early. Since sort of like midway through COVID, I've been like meeting up on on Thursdays with this this group of guys to play bocce ball at a park in Brooklyn. I'm Keegan. I'm Sophie. Sophie, good to meet you. Good to see you too, man. Like those pants. Had this sort of existing acquaintance, and he invited me like in the spring of 2020, and it's like nothing serious, like super casual. Uh, we like have some beers, hang out. Evan is here. The whole, the whole crew is here now. Cheers. How's it going, I'm Brian, man. So this past Thursday, like, we met up to play, uh, and I brought along my producer, Sophie, with us. You guys are the bocce boys. They were the bocce boys, yeah. Ball guys. Ball boys guys. bocce, bocce balls, Anthony Bouchy. Anthony Bouchy is my favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony Bouchy. Anthony Bouchy. Still being disputed. I've been wanting to get closer with these guys for a long time, but, like, I don't know, for one reason or another, it just, like, never happened. All right, you want to throw? Wait, we're, we're blue? Oh, we're red like the blood of our enemies. So there's a guy named Keegan, and I think we just connect on the like similar similar senses of humor. Played sports, really really down to earth guy. How do you feel about Bumble BFF? Have you been on it yet? I've never used it. It's so <laughs> Yo, weird, I'm dude. like, I feel like I don't put myself out there when I am like trying to find friends. I don't like go on apps. How do you meet people that way? I I don't. I meet I meet you guys like naturally. I I don't know. You know, sometimes you just. You come in contact with people with a certain energy. Keegan's a bit more introverted, and we were, like, talking about how, like, it can be hard to make friends. I think to my detriment, I, like, never reach out to people, and I need to be better about doing that. But then Keegan does do exactly that. He reaches out, and uh, the guys invite me to this concert. There are a couple shows in October that we should go to. Yeah, I have a whole list. All right. Oh, shit, look at him go. God damn. It was fun. It's fun to, you know, let loose and get out of your comfort zone. Uh, I mean, like, it's not showing up at a friend's house unannounced, but it's, like, a good step. Man. It just is, like, fun to be invited to shit, you know? But, yeah, I'd say it was, it was, I had, it was a really fun night. It was, it, was, it was a successful night for sure. Uh, what up? It's, uh, it's, like, almost 11. Uh, I am walking home. I feel like me and Keegan are really hitting it off. I don't know. Like, he had a lot to say about how, like, he feels like his friend group is, like, sort of totally tied to his girlfriend, which, like, I feel. I feel in, like, past relationships. But, yeah, I feel like we're hitting it off. Um, You know, I guess it shows that, like, 
You can do it. You can make friends if you try, if you put yourself out there. Yeah. All right. But it turned out to be one of the last times I'd get to hang out with Keegan, at least for a while, because he told me that he's moving out of town. Like moving away from New York City. Moving away from New York City, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, I was like, fuck, man. Like, it's like, it's like, it's like in dating. When you go back to square one, you're like, fuck, I got to like start this shit all over again. You know, it's interesting for me because the last thing that I want to do most days is feel bad for a cis hetero white dude. Yeah. You know? And also, like, it must be really, really difficult to walk through life having these mental barriers that are so deeply rooted and so deeply tied to your self-worth. And I think the thing that I that comes to mind for me is that this isn't just about you, mm-hmm. right? Or just about cis-hetero men. This is about the relationships that those people then form with Women, non-binary folks, trans folks, gay men, other people. That impacts everybody, right? Their ability to form intimate relationships, that impacts everyone. And so there ends up being this interesting dynamic, a difficult dynamic, frankly, where women and non-binary folks have to do all of this emotional labor in order to extract emotions from some cis-hetero men. And it just, it's, it's exhausting. And that's not, that's not a you thing. That's a everyone thing. It is. And it's like, it makes me sad. Yeah. Like I live every day, the, the consequences of like toxic masculinity and, as you said, so does everyone else. Yeah. I see in men that like I hold dearly in my life, I see fear of vulnerability turn into loneliness. I see loneliness turn into depression. And I see depression turn into rage. Mm-hmm. This is uh this is where the magic happens, our weird little dark studio. Nice. Based just on how things have been going, I decided that I really wanted to keep pushing my friendship with Chaz forward. Uh, we've seen each other a few times since we last met at the bar, and I have been keeping Professor Way's advice in the back of my mind, and I really wanted to talk to him. So I invited him to the studio advice. All right, so there was a point where we were like maybe going to watch football, mm-hmm. and I hit you up. I was like, we doing this? Mm-hmm. Ghosted me, dog. Uh, I know, my bad about that. It's okay. I think I was just hungover. That's okay. I just, I, yeah, I had to ask. And we start talking about what we're looking for in friendship and what's important to us in a friend. What I'm looking for is like the trust in someone else that they don't have anything in their heart, like for me, besides like genuine friendship. I mean, like, I feel like that's like one of the reasons why like, I, I really like, like you is because I know that like, I could like say something to you, like no matter what it is. And like, I'm not going to be like judged. What made you think that like you could trust me? I don't know. Well, probably because like the first time we met, we talked for like a long time. But it was also just like a feeling. Sometimes like, you know, like your gut feelings are right. You just like are like naturally drawn to someone and like want to hang out with them. I feel similar. And it's like, 
The only parallel I can think of is like when you go on a date mm-hmm. and it's like a, like one of those like dates that is like ends up being like an all day date. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's a very, very similar thing. Those are the best kinds and it's really rare. But um, when it happens, it's great. I will say like, I think the biggest thing that I got out of this is, as Professor Nabiway said, like everyone is sort of yearning for a connection and like it's easy to feel like you're the only one. Mm-hmm. When we first started like taping this, I was like, you are like a close friend to me if you showed up at my house unannounced or vice versa, it would just not be. An issue. It just like, all right, come in. Yeah, it's like, just come in, yeah. Yeah. If I showed up at your house unannounced. I'd be hyped. I'd be like, let's do something. I told you, like, at my birthday party, too, when my girlfriend was trying to kick people out. You were like, is it okay if I stay? And I was like, no, like, you're part of the crew that, like, I want to be here, you know? Hell yeah, man. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do that now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can pull up whenever, bro. It was, like, kind of weird at first. But, like, we've actually hung out, like, a few times since. Like, I would say, oh. we're like, yeah, we're, I would say, like, we're actually becoming, like, reasonably close friends, slowly. That's amazing. Yeah, it's cool. It's nice to have And he's answering your text messages now? Yeah, we've been hanging out. Yeah. So, I know that, like, this was a real thing that you wanted to do. You really did want to find some, like, male friends. Yeah. Do you think this worked? This is like an ever ongoing sure. process, right? But like, has it helped? Yes. I know more about what I want out of friendships. I know more about like the type of friend that I am. So I would say that it's working. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to sound like I figured this all out. Yeah, you just like, you're Starting like, this is the here. first step on a exactly. very long journey. Exactly. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? Uh, this is Sam Egan, producer with Vice News. Uh, just to give you guys an update, I am still friends with Chaz. We hang out frequently. If I'm being really honest, I've made a whole bunch of friends. And I, at this point, feel like if I want to, I can fill my weekend with as much or as many activities as, as I so choose. Um, and that's a good feeling. And it took a lot of work and it took a lot of like putting myself out there. But... Um, you know, I kind of, I, I kind of wasn't sure what the reaction was going to be from my, from my friends from back home, my college wrestling friends. You know, there's like, these are some deeply masculine people. But I was actually quite surprised when it came out how, how positive the reaction was from my friends and how, for the most part, how supportive everyone was. There were a few people that uh, were a little bit upset at me. They were like, "Hey, I thought we were like really good friends," and that was a little bit awkward. Um, still single. But my life is good. I'm happy. I have friends. I have a support group. I have, I'm having a really good time. 
and I'm really grateful that I did this story. So uh, if you're hearing this, just know that uh, if you put the work in and you aren't afraid to make a little bit of an ass of yourself, uh, you can make it happen. Cool. Thank you. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Special thanks to Ben, Brock, Luke, Keegan, Brian, and Chaz. Vice News Reports is produced by Sophie Kazis, Jen Kinney, and Adriana Tapia. Our senior producers are Sam Greenspan. Our supervising producers are Ashley Cleek and Stephanie Kariuki. Our associate producers are Steph Brown, Sam Egan, and Adriana Rodriguez. Sound design and music composition by Steve Bone, Cran Bandy, and Kyle Murdoch. Mixing by Evan Sutton. Our executive producer is Adiza Egan. And the VP of Vice Audio is Kate Osborne. Janet Lee is Senior Production Manager for Vice Audio. Our theme music is by Steve Bone. I'm Ariel Zimros. If you have some time this week, it'd be so great if you could go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and take the time to rate and review our podcasts. It really helps other people find the show. Vice News Reports drops every Thursday, so be sure to check back in next week.